0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee with a Recruiter podcast. I'm your host, Jose Marchena, and we have a special guest today. I'm here with Nasser Ujidan, the co-founder and CEO of Intro. Intro is a London-based SaaS startup. Their referral platform uses machine learning to help companies scan employees' professional networks in order to identify diverse and verified talent and, in turn, get more referrals in. Nasser knows referral processes inside out, and I sat down with him to get his perspective on what the ideal referral process looks like. Okay, perfect. Recording now. Hi, Nasser. Hi. How have you been doing? How are things? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. How are you? Yeah, very good. Just keeping busy with things like the podcast, things like, you know, interviews this week. So it's going relatively well, and hopefully it does kind of seem like... Um, What is this, September? September does feel a bit more active than July and August in terms of hiring. But again, it's that sort of gap where companies are saying, you know what, we need to get the hires either now or we're going to need to maybe skip December, right? It kind of feels like December is always that tricky month so yeah. it's uh it's an interesting period well thanks again for your time and really wanted to get you on the podcast because one of the things that i've been wanting to discuss with people is referrals it's such an important part of recruitment right because well for numerous reasons that will i'm sure we'll discuss soon but it also creates the bulk of hires for a lot of companies right and getting those referrals right is is very crucial so thank you for that my pleasure Excellent. Well, I guess to, just to begin with you guys, I just wanted to get a quick sort of rundown uh, when it comes to Intro and what you guys do, how the platform works and, and what it offers, roughly speaking.
1: Yeah. So Intro is a SaaS company. We're designing the next generation hiring platform for high growth technology companies powered by employee referrals. In short, we use data science to surface promising candidates and employee networks against open positions at your company and we do this by fully integrating with your ats and slack so we are trying to achieve a collaborative effort within hiring
0: can you expand a little bit on that data science part because naturally a lot of companies it's a it's an interesting one because data science is such an important piece when it comes to innovation and improving our platforms can you give us a little bit of insight on that
1: sure so I would, I would split it into, uh, I would say, at least two components. The, the first is trying to determine who in your uh, employees' collective network um, is right for a position at your company. So the data science involved there is crawling and scraping publicly available information online and aggregating that data against open positions within the company. So that's NLP modules. And the second area is trying to determine the nature of the relationship between the employee and their contact. And that relationship could be community, it could be only network connection, it could be alumni, it could be that they've worked together, that they studied together. And I think that's one of the key areas within employee referrals is to, to ensure that the employee can provide enough insight into the nature of the relationship between that
0: candidate um, so that the recruiter can have confidence that is a genuine referral. Absolutely. It's so interesting that you're including NLP into the process. Um, I've worked with an NLP company in the past, and I can clearly see the value there. I suppose it's also the speed at which you, you can get referrals in, right? Because when it comes to NLP versus the manual process, which is you know, talking to to people, engaging with them, looking at their LinkedIn's and so forth to see who do they know. You can just quickly, I suppose, take over that referral process and get quicker referrals. I suppose would that be one of the main points of let's say, um, intro and what they can offer, or what would be roughly speaking the pain points there that the platform solves?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree with your 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 point there. I, I'd say that it it follows the best of both worlds. And in my opinion, recruiting platforms and, and, and so-called AI can't solve the, prob- the problem of hiring uh, yet, at least. And, and what you're going to need is human connection. And, and that human connection is providing feedback and insight into the technical skills and cultural fit of the candidate. Uh, somebody's LinkedIn profile or CV isn't going to give you that information. But what, what we certainly do is try to automate the boring and administrative tasks with recruiting and especially referrals. And, and, and that is primarily centered around a number of areas of why, although employee referrals are the most successful hiring source, you're seven times more likely to be hired from an employee referral than any other source. Um, it's still something that's seen and perceived as unscalable. And, and the reasons why are because it's memory-based. Uh, it's offline, it usually neglects employees, it's inconsistent, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not trackable. So for those reasons, employee referrals uh, often fizzle out. And if you, what we're trying to do and what we're trying to design is a process in which it can keep recruiters informed, both parties uh, having a transparent view of what's going on. Um, and ultimately, we want to make this a fun and engaging process.
0: It's so interesting that you mentioned it kind of fizzles out because I've seen that in the past that it's kind of treated maybe as a one-off where, you know, at one point companies might be struggling to get those headhunts in and they're thinking, okay, well, what about referrals? Um, Let's do that. And then they do that for maybe a few weeks. They ask around, but then they sort of let that go once a few handful of referrals come in. So it's very interesting that it's something that, you know, that you keep an eye on things being consistent and continuous. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I would say that a lot of organizations see referrals as a, a, a great way of, of securing high converting sources of hire. Yet it's often a minority of highly engaged employees that are providing those referrals. Um, yeah. And I think it's really important to get everybody involved in this um, and for this to be communicated to the organization.
0: Well, since we're talking about referrals and referral programs, one thing I really wanted to discuss with you was, roughly speaking, and I know how how this can be very different per company, but what does a good referral program look like, right? How do you sort of structure it or what are the key sort of highlights of a good referral program? As I'm sure you've seen lots of companies... And you've seen the referral programs, some are really good, some can use some work. So I suppose, yeah. according to you, what what would a good referral program look like and how do you set that up?
1: Yeah, so I, I'd say that in order to build a successful referral program, you should, you should really think about a minimum of six key areas. And the first uh, and foremost is building a referral culture. So it doesn't get off the ground unless you have a strong brand and high engagement within your organization. Um, And to make sure that you continuously communicate that culture uh, to employees, for instance, on the um, new employees within the onboarding process. Mm -hmm. The second is to get your incentives right. um, And that's finding the right size bonus. That's getting creative. That's uh, something I'm sure we're going to be discussing throughout this, (laughs) this discussion. Um, The third is finding the right tools and making it easy and removing friction. Um, The fourth is optimizing for outreach and thinking about copy uh, and messaging and communication as a whole. The fifth is to provide a great candidate experience and ensure that you're asking for feedback from both your employees and candidates about that experience. And lastly, to ensure that you create a system of record. Um, And that's providing full transparency, um, understanding your return of investment um, and keeping your metrics um, regularly updated.
0: Well, that's so interesting. I mean, there's I mean, those are six solid points that I can really see, I suppose, just looking back at my experience that, you know, some companies, they have a handful of those, they have maybe one or two. Or they have five, but they're missing that one crucial sixth aspect. So perhaps we can dive into those six points each because, I mean, starting with culture, culture is such a huge one, right? I mean, at least correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I would see it is companies and the people in them, and I'm sure we'll touch upon this, but they need to sort of feel happy, right? They need to feel that it's a good environment, that they can trust their company, and that they can bring someone, you know, it can be a good friend, it could be sometimes a good sort of distant acquaintance, or anything along those lines into a good company, right?
1: Yes. I, I, I'd like to think of it as, I'd say one of the main reasons why employee referral programs work and that they are successful hires is because you're not going to refer a friend into an organization that sucks. And likewise, <laughs> if you love working for a company and you believe in the mission and, and the work that you're doing, you're not going to be kind of betray your company in in a in 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 a sense to go and refer somebody who you know isn't up to the task. So that 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 level of accountability that you have with your your contact, your friend, and the organisation keeps everybody honest. Um, and you're entirely right. I think um, I've been in the in, and I've had my own experience with uh, with with referrals and trying uh, to avoid. Uh, referring people in in, in my network because I wasn't happy at the company I was working at. Um, And I'm sure people feel the same way. So I think high growth technology companies usually have higher levels of engagement versus government or large scale enterprises. And I can explain, I can explain why with regards to uh, mission, vision, values, culture are usually aligned um, whereas if you're just interested in keeping your, uh, your position, maintaining status quo and getting your check at the end of the month, it, it's unlikely that you're going to be an advocate for the company.
0: Is there anything, let's say, not necessarily recruiters, but companies also can do to create that culture, I mean, a culture of referrals? Or is that more, I mean, that sort of seems also quite high level, right? I mean, it seems a bit more top, top down as opposed to a grassroots process.
1: I think it's a combination of both. Um, If if we're speaking about culture as a whole within the organization, and that goes really deep um, and some (laughs) cosmetic changes aren't going to be able to change
0: that. Yeah. We could, we could write a whole book on that. I'm pretty, pretty sure, but, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, assuming that people like working for your company and you're doing the right things, it's still important to make sure that you can build a referral brand And I would say, that's key to driving your employees to refer talent. It's, it's fundamental um, to attract top talent. And, and that requires thought. It requires you to do an audit of your employer brand. And it requires you to ask. Um, it means asking your employees what they actually like working about your company and what they can improve. And, and doing so means that you can check and constantly update areas um, for improvement. And you can use... Social media, your websites, and other areas to promote that brand.
0: And it's interesting you mentioned incentives, and that's one thing that I wanted to discuss later on. But I wanted to maybe, perhaps, you can just move it to now because it's a mm-hmm. huge debate with a lot of companies where it's like, how much money do we offer for a referral five hundred, 1,000, 200, You know, you, there's there's as many you know figures as there are numbers. You know, offered to to you know types of to to companies in general, or sometimes it's a non-monetary reward. Um, I mean, what, and I know this, I mean, this probably doesn't have a right or wrong answer, but what have you seen in the past that really works when it comes to the right incentives?
1: Yeah, it's a a very interesting question. Um, I would say the most motivating and cost-effective way uh, to incentivize referrals is to recognize the referring employees for their work. That costs nothing. Um, And I would say that's often overlooked. If you can share the stories and efforts about uh, and doing this publicly and valuing your employees for actually doing the work and showing that you appreciate them, this reinforces the referral culture. But undoubtedly, there's always going to be uh, a question about what do you do to incentivize them monetarily? And I think this is... uh, Organization to organization, and this is also about the definition of what a referral is. We're constantly doing user interviews, and the the definition of a referral isn't set. Um, you could provide contact details uh, to your 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 uh, your hiring teams, and that could be classified as a referral. And it depends, I would say, on the priorities of the organization. Dr. John Sullivan said that not a one size fits all referral culture, uh, structure works and having a scaling one uh, consumer with the difficulty of the hiring position or the urgency of the position is something likely to work. From our experience, we've seen referral bonuses between one and five thousand dollars. And this is usually in the form of cash bonuses. What we've also seen to be uh, something that has helped improve the overall engagement and quality of referrals has been a change from cash bonuses to offering experiences. One of our customers in Germany changed their referral bonus to a, a travel ticket for two, um, <laughs> which, which cut, I'd say, I'd, I think it saved them around 50% of their referral bonus. and and it increased the number of quality employer referrals.
0: Yeah, it's such a tricky one. I mean, there's so many variables that you need to take into into consideration. And I think personally, I mean, I'm sort of split between this because on the one hand, I mean, do I want 500 pounds? I mean, yeah, sure. But on the other hand, I do recognize the incentive that, look, is the goal to get an awesome person into the company that will really contribute to the company's success and culture, or is the goal to get 500 pounds, right? Right, um, right. So you can sort of think about it that way. And sometimes I do lean towards that maybe more non-monetary or, or a small monetary reward and more something that recognizes the employee, right? Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, getting people in, but also getting the right people in, rough you know. And I think maybe getting the right people in is more important than than pure numbers, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd say
1: that the general principle is to provide something consent- that can incentivize the work but not jeopardise the quality of the employee referral. I've seen uh, retention-based rewards where if the person is being, the referred candidate is being promoted, then there can be an additional incentive. But that's a much longer-term thinking view. Uh, we've also seen different uh, different studies and you know this isn't from my my experience but from what I've read and the uh, the the art of building the 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 referral culture is to um, also provide smaller incentives throughout the process so that you can build momentum so has a referral been accepted for an interview has that person been hired has that person been promoted etc and I think that's a an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's far more complicated to administer.
0: And when it comes to, let's talk about tools a little bit because naturally here's maybe where intro, at least at, at face value in my f- at my first glance, um, you know, tools is where it's at, right? And it's something that's very crucial to contributing to the process, right? Yeah,
1: I would say this is fundamental. Uh, if you want to scale employee referrals and keep it consistent and so
0: now one that, that i i'm not entirely sort of not sure if i understand correctly but let's talk about that that fourth one you mentioned outreach um, and copy i guess it's more the messaging right when it comes to engaging with your with your employees and how you i suppose get that message across when when asking for referrals right
1: yeah I think it's something that's uh, often overlooked by recruiting teams is that uh, sometimes the employees may not have the strongest recruiting skills and may not be informed about processes like uh, writing a good copy and providing a strong email copy to make it easy um, helps everybody within that process.
0: Yeah, I think one consistent one maybe is also And I mentioned this early on, but it's also a case of doing this on a week-by-week basis, right? Because making sure that that outreach and that messaging is not just a one-off, but it's something consistent. It's something that's somewhat top of mind for employees and that they know, well, I mean, what's a good way of putting it? Not... Um, you know, not that they're pressured in, in giving referrals, but that they're aware that, hey, by the way, don't forget there's a really nice referral program and we're looking for amazing people. Just to just to briefly touch base on that.
1: Right. And I think that goes back to the tools um, where you'd be able to set cadences, sequences, reminders, and have something mobile friendly in there for, for your employees to be made aware. Not only do you have a referral program, but here are the open positions that we're looking for. And here's the feedback to date on the referrals that you've made and the reasons why they haven't been successful. And that that information, that feedback is important to take in their strides and to continue to contribute um, next time more accurately into the type of person that they could refer and therefore be hired.
0: And I think this ties in to something you mentioned earlier, which is, Um, I suppose it's important to target everyone in the company, right? Not just a small pool of people that are, you know, that, that they're the high promoters, right? That they're very invested in the company, but the broader scope. But I've also seen that a lot of times it's, you know, the high level execs that bring in the referrals because they know someone they studied with. So how do you get that messaging across, broadly speaking, across the company?
1: Well, it starts with ensuring that the high-level execs mm-hmm. are communicating this to the organization. It's important mm-hmm. that the, the leadership understands that um, it is everybody's job to ensure that great people are, are coming in to the organization. And leadership must, if, in order for this to be successful, must take the first step forward. And it, it's not just about setting an example and doing it themselves, but it's just making the organization aware I think for it to actually get off the ground is to have small but incremental successes and for it to be easy and for the friction to be removed for employee participation.
0: Yeah, maybe I guess one challenge as a as a recruiter, you know, one of the things that is challenging with a lot of things, but also with referral programs is getting that buy-in, right? Because companies... I would say roughly speaking, companies really value okay, the headhunt and the CVs and you know, get me the CVs. Um, this 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 little sort of referral program. It's a nice project, but where's my CVs? So I suppose a, g- a good question that that sometimes, you know, I you know, I struggle with is how do you get that buy in with, with companies? Is it more showing them, look, you can save these costs when it comes to getting referrals in? You can in- improve culture when it comes to getting good referrals in? What would sort of be the arguments for, for that referral program and that buy-in?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it starts with, first of all, understanding that employee referrals reduce time to hire, they reduce cost per hire, they increase retention, they're likely to increase the offer, imp- offer acceptance rate, they usually perform better. Uh, organizations that have uh, more employee referrals are usually referred to as high trust organizations with multiplex relationships, meaning that uh, people can enjoy their work there. And this obviously contributes to not only the the happiness and collaboration with the organization, but also the bottom line. So there's a a strong case for employee referrals. It's just ensuring that the, the organization can act collectively to ensure it's implemented properly. I think often uh the organization wants to do it but sometimes doesn't know how to implement it properly and doesn't follow through
0: yeah it's a it's such a um, such a tricky one i mean but that's very important right i mean um i guess it depends on the exec right but some execs they're more focused on okay you know what how much money is coming into the company versus coming out some of them maybe the hr director is more about the people and culture and they're more worried about okay but are these the right people are they contributing are there are they a good cultural match? Um, and sometimes even the hiring managers, right? I mean, the hiring managers like to hear, okay, so, but, you know, when's this person starting? When can they start? We need them now right. as opposed to later. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's also a case of tailoring your arguments to the right stakeholder that's, that's not necessarily the blocker, but the one you need to really convince to, to move things forward.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think this aligns to what you were saying about Uh, the do's and the don'ts. The do is almost certainly, in addition to having the C-suite and the leadership in in line and, and supportive of this initiative, is to have a champion. Have somebody responsible for this, dedicated to the success of the program. And then that person can be accountable for implementing the referral KPIs. They can monitor them on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, and they can report that back to management so that Everybody's aligned and, and, and aware of what's going on. And, you know, presumably if this is being successful, then there's going to be that, I'd say that political will within the organization to ensure that um, it's kept uh, and it's kept and it's kept to be successful.
0: Just a, just a final question on that, um, that outreach aspect, because um, one of the things that I'm sometimes a bit afraid of is really, let's say on a weekly basis ch- chasing people. I mean, it's it's interesting. There's also this sort of social element to referrals where it's an employee, it's a colleague, and it's almost like you don't wanna put them in an awkward position where they need to, you know, you need to bother them, you need to ask them for referrals day in, day out. So um, one of, I suppose one key thing that I was thinking about is being a bit more indirect and providing things like a, um, you know, one thing I read about was, a, you know, a referral story where instead of, you know, telling everyone, hey, do you have referrals, you can tell them, hey, by the way, last week, we had an awesome referral coming in, by the way, just so you know, and uh, it was provided by ex, you know, employee and this person, you know, really impressed during the first stage interview, and we're moving to second stages. So just to show guys, I mean, it's something that is really providing the, the right solutions. So, you yeah. say, I mean, you know, being indirect, that also kind of helps.
1: Yeah, for sure. That, that goes back to recognizing referral employees for their work. It's, you know, it's, like you said, sharing the, the story um, and recognizing them publicly. Uh, and one thing that I've seen organizations do and one thing that we're in the process of building is the leaderboard. Um, and it's to, you know, show the, the, the status of referrals, um, the state of referrals within the organization and everybody's kept up to date on, on who's been referring and how successful it's been
0: now just to just to move forward with candidate experience um and then to, to records, but candidate experience is such an interesting one. It's almost unfortunately a lot of companies champion it and they mention it, but then in practice the the practical aspects are they could be a lot more better. But how would you say referrals tie into candidate experience and 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 I suppose what should be the steps when including a referral into the process right when it comes to candidate experience because it's different right? I mean it's some someone that that one colleague knows it's that that former colleague from the previous company, and sometimes I kind of think, okay, we need to be careful not to you know th- we need to treat them well, but it's almost like you don't want to give them a hyper preferential treatment if that makes sense. so how yeah. do you balance that
1: yeah. It's um, it's something in which I um, I feel quite strongly about. If you if you want to destroy your referral program, then <laughs> you know then give the candidate, um, irrespective of whether that person's a referral or not, a bad experience. Um, the the business has made a decision to prioritize employee referrals, and if somebody has gone out their way to make a referral, then it's imperative that There are SLA sets within the organization to ensure that communication is prompt. Um, And this isn't to uh, talk about favoritism in any way or any type of bias, but it's just to ensure that you've set a business metric and you should adhere to that metric. Otherwise, you've broken the trust with your employee and they're not gonna make a referral again.
0: Exactly, I wanted to mention that because if you provide a poor candidate experience to to that candidate that came through your employee, That employee is going to, you know, they're going to talk and that employee is going to come back to you and say, hey, but what what happened? I heard there was some negative, um, let's say, feedback during the interview process and that you guys were a bit slow in replying or didn't properly give give feedback to the interview stages. So, I mean, it can also sort of take a, a wrong turn. Not just in general with candidate experience, but especially when you're when a good colleague is providing that that referral and going out of their way to providing that.
1: Yeah, um, I think this feeds into just understanding, you know, with, within the markets that we're operating, where it's highly competitive. You're dealing with often uh, candidates that have uh, multiple avenues and options at their disposal. They're often interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them. So you just. Want to treat candidates like you? You you want to be treated, and uh, for that reason, it's important to consider that uh, your candidate experience is absolutely fundamental to your, the hiring success of your company.
0: And just on a final note, when it comes to records, I suppose is do you mean just properly using the ATS and keeping you know written sort of records of everything? Correct.
1: Yes. That's right. I mean, especially with regards to employee referrals, which often has, uh, you know, been attributed to black holes where (laughs) I, I, you know, I've I've submitted that referral and what's happened to it. Yeah, Um, that's so true. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to ensure that, um, it goes back to transparency. It goes back to trust. If you create a system of record, then, um, you're, you've got a relationship with your employees in terms of what they've done and, and the, the status of that. Um, it keeps you on your toes as a recruiter and it can provide information which is necessary for uh, persuasion and budgets to your management. Um, this is how you can
0: set and prove ROI. That's so true when it comes to records because, and it ties in a little bit to, to outreach, but if your employees are submitting referrals... And then you don't tell them anything for the next few weeks, then they're going to feel like, "Oh, I'm sending this, but I'm not hearing anything. I'm not getting news back. I'm not getting feedback on the people I've submitted." So the incentive almost disappears, and it's better to tell them, "Look, thank you for for sending that person. Um, you know, maybe they didn't make it through because of a you know a technical sort of mismatch or a culture fit, but just wanted to say really appreciate the effort you're putting in and." and uh, yeah we got it all saved in the ats or whatever it is right i mean again exactly. it's building that incentive right and that almost showing gratitude to the person sending the referrals over right exactly now one of the things that um that i wanted to talk about is is making sure that i suppose the the referrals and the referral program is is diverse because it's a it's a tricky one so sometimes So picture this, this is one scenario that I sometimes think about, but let's say you have a, you know, whatever it is, a technical team and they're, they all studied maybe, or a lot of them studied at at the same university and maybe half of them came from the same company and the other half from another company. Um, And uh, okay. Maybe just taking it a bit to the extreme, but a lot of them are maybe white males also. So if, this group sometimes brings a referral and odds are it's going to be someone from the same university or from the same company they used to work at um what are your thoughts there how how do you make sure that that diversity is 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 kept alive and and improved and we're not just bringing in more people that are quite similar to us
1: yeah um and it's it's something that we feel strongly about um and the, the honest truth is that if you've got um, a very homogeneous organisation uh, and you haven't intentionally and deliberately thought about diversity, and not this is not just about ethnicity or, or, or gender, but cognitive diversity at the beginning, then you're going to have trouble later on throughout throughout your um, your hiring processes and an overall culture of your organisation. Um, how we think about it um, is that. Traditional employee referral programs where you're relying on your employee to think about somebody who they know and make that referral is almost certainly going to be problematic. Within intro, this is not how referrals work, both from the employee side and from the recruiter side. So the recruiter can actually proactively source through networks, apply gender filters, uh, and apply other um, underrepresented group filters Alongside tech tools companies skills, etc, and ask for referrals so that if there is a business objective to hire a specific candidate um, then they can do so and the purpose of the uh, the software is to encourage this um, so with with regards to to intro this is this is how our software addresses the problem with regards to your question, I would say the way to get more diversity through referrals, uh, I would say firstly, it's quite simple. It's just to ask. It's to be deliberate. If you're asking for referrals, then you need to be very specific on what type of referrals that you want rather than opening the door to somebody to refer somebody who they're most likely to know. Um, I would say the second way is to get more referrals um, by asking for leads and not referrals. So I, I read um, a Pinterest case study um, not so long ago, where it um, talked about how they moved the needle in employee referrals. And instead of asking referrals, which carried a lot of weight, they asked for loose referrals or leads. Um, and what that meant was that the employees in this case um, did not refer job candidates who looked like themselves, but they, they referred people uh, of, 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 of different... Uh, Ethnicity, castes, and genders, uh, because they weren't afraid to do that. And, and I would say, third of all, it's to actually ask specifically people of underrepresented groups, minorities, for those referrals as well. So, in those three areas, I think that you can you can certainly help. Um, and with regards to activities, you can uh, ensure that you can organize and conduct referral funds, referral parties. Hope host groups and one-on-one sessions and communicate this from top down that this is a uh, a priority that diversity inclusion is something that you're committed to so that everybody understands it.
0: That's so important. I think one of the things that I've seen is it's a it's a delicate subject, right? Diversity and when it comes to that, companies then they're a bit hesitant, a bit almost afraid of pushback or or how to handle things. But I guess the best way is just recognizing that, you know what, it is important that we need to put it in our messaging, but we need to also be proactive and, and reaching out to people that are diverse. Um, because, I mean, it's important, right? And there's a business case behind it also. So yeah, sometimes it's a bit of a tricky one, but sometimes you just need to be bold and, and move forward with it. Um, one thing uh, that I wanted to, sorry, continue.
1: No, I was, I was agreeing with you.
0: Yeah. One thing that I wanted to to discuss is, um, you know, we've discussed more or less the do's of of referrals and how to create one, but there's so many mistakes that can be made along the way. There's so many potholes and there's so many sort of missteps that you can make along the way. So I wanted to double check with you and see, OK, what are some common mistakes or common problems that you've encountered that you've seen in the past when it comes to referrals um, being properly implemented, let's say?
1: Yeah, I'll, I would say the first, just to revert back onto what we were discussing a minute ago, is uh, candidate experience. Mm. I, I'd see that this is one of the most common challenges that I've seen um, personally. But I'd also say other areas, such as just offering monetary incentives as the main motivator to participate, uh, often encourages an increase in quantity and not necessarily quality of employee referrals. And that's not always done by just monetary incentives, but just by asking for as many referrals as possible doesn't always yield the best results. I would say another area would be unclear referral bonuses um, and that process. So that often leads to frustration for, for employees and even not paying referral bonuses or trying to 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 kind of cheat the employee um, has, has often um, come up in our research, Underinvesting technology to support the tracking of referred candidates uh, and not using the right tools is often a problem as well, and missing the opportunity to provide education for employees on the positive impact of referrals. So that includes who you're hiring for, why you're hiring, uh, the feedback of the referred uh, candidates that have um that have already been uh, undertaken by the employees. All of that type of education is, is is often missing. And I'd say lastly is just having a complex referral program, which is difficult to understand.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I suppose when it comes to, I suppose just my experience as a recruiter, some of the m- biggest challenges are just rec- I suppose the biggest one that I've seen is basically, okay, you give such a high monetary reward that all of a sudden there's, you know, the floodgates are open and a lot of people are sending in all kinds of referrals for all kinds of roles. And then you're thinking, wait, wait a minute. Um, This is creating a lot of admin. This is creating a problem that we want to have maybe, but most importantly, how, how do we sort of filter the good people from the people that are, have just been included for the monetary reward. It kind of feels like.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say that's that's something which which often comes up, and it's difficult to determine um, the mo- the motivation, and it's something that's important to think about right at the beginning in terms of how you craft that uh, how you craft that program.
0: Well, one of the main challenges that I would see generally when it comes to you know issues with referrals or challenges is, I mean, quite frankly, it's getting that buy in, but not necessarily from the hiring manager, but more from the employees, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and that can tie into a lot of different things sometimes it's maybe just we haven't followed a proper process sometimes the incentives are not there but sometimes it does kind of feel like everything's there but you just you know some employees maybe they're what's a good way of putting it maybe sometimes they don't know someone or maybe they don't see the benefit or maybe it's you know they don't feel that commitment or sometimes and we touched upon this but sometimes they do feel like okay that company culture um it's not quite there. Maybe it's a place where, oh, I'm not sure if, if, if I want to work here or if I want to refer someone and we're co- sort of coming for full circle, I kind of feel like. But, um, you know, sometimes it's a challenge where, you know, the culture needs to be improved from within in order to, you know, for that referral program to really take off.
1: Right. And I, and I think that's one of the, the, the main goals and responsibilities of recruiting leaders uh, is to help the employees understand that's uh this reality of understanding and appreciating how vital hiring is to the success of the company and delivering this does come down to company culture.
0: Well keen to know your thoughts on this but wouldn't you say i mean referrals kind of can help with improving a culture that's maybe a bit tricky or a bit difficult right because if if you're an employee if you and if you're going to refer someone then the incentive is to refer someone that is is good i would say personality wise because um if you bring someone that's not good that's going to reflect badly on you right so there's the incentive of okay this has to be a good person someone with a good heart almost it feels like right so what did you say there's a business case there's there to say you know what let's let's improve culture and the way we can do that is by asking our colleagues right okay who do you know that's amazing that can bring a good sort of vibe to the office and a good culture?
1: Yeah, I think it's no coincidence that some of the most successful organizations uh, on this planet, especially of the most, uh, most recent two decades, um, are, are operating under that exact theory. Uh, I think when your employees vouch for your company to people in their network, you're not only growing your talent pipeline, you're making your employees more invested into the success of your company. So that feeds into the psychology of employees wanting their referrals to succeed because of their own reputation. Um, but also they want within the company, um, and within their own circle, it depends on it. So I think it's, uh, I think it is a business case. It's, it's interesting how you have put it though, in terms of, is it the chicken or the egg? Uh, <laughs> do, do you have, uh, can you get the referrals because you've got a great company? Um, or, you know, do you have to go and change something more fundamental?
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because every company ever has started with referrals, right? Like the first four people starting a company, it's people, they started because they know each other, right? And they're they're friends or they're ex-colleagues. So it kind of begins with referrals and it's sort of along the way, it's important to keep that spirit up. Um, now, just to just to wrap up, Nasser, just you know, keen to know more about intro, and um, I guess just wanted to ask you what have been the the highs of, of intro so far, and what are sort of the you know some of the challenges that you've seen uh, along the way. So not necessarily the lows, but some of the 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 tricky sort of aspects of of referrals and a referral process and, and a platform, really.
1: Yeah it's it's been a it's been an amazing journey so far, and I, I think we're just getting started. The um, the highest is almost certainly working with the team that we've managed to to bring together. Uh, that sincerely is is by far the the, the best and greatest high. And I, I'd say naturally, as a consequence of that, we're delighting customers with a, an innovative product. It's it's great to see a, a, a new way of uh, a new way of doing things. Is is incredibly stimulating and providing value to customers in the form of hires in the form of referrals um is something that is immensely gratifying the the lows have been the iterations um and the frankly the grind the grind this year it's been a tough year um you know we 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 started to scale in january this year and got to uh you know april when it felt like the apocalypse and you know thankfully uh the team and all of our families are safe. And that's the main thing. But in terms of picking ourselves back up and uh, iterating on a product through a pandemic and a, and a deep economic recession is, is something that's obviously challenging and have to keep the morale high, have to get to, used to uh, a new way of working completely remotely. Um, and it's something that we actually um, are advocates for, ironically now. Um, but this is... Um, These are some of the challenges that we're facing, and some of the uh, some of the highs as well.
0: Yeah, it's that grind, right? I mean, like almost every company nowadays in London, it's you know not necessarily picking up the pieces, but picking yourself up and moving forward. But I can clearly see there's some good highs there. Would you say? And just as a final question, what's sort of been would would there have been a, a key moment or a key client, maybe or a key sort of highlights? over the last sort of 12 months that you've seen, oh, that's been a game changer type of client or project. What's been the number one highlight for you? I would say the new
1: version that we've released and some of the features and what it can do and the feedback from our, our customers uh, is, is almost certainly a, like a, a recognition of the hard work the engineering and product team have put in. Um, and to see that into like a live product environment to see customers using it is, is 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 really really pleasing
0: it's very good to see excellent well on that note thank you so much nasu it's really amazing to to just observe intro and to see you guys contribute to to referral something that's so key for us recruiters especially when you're in-house it's something that oh my god i you know it's all about that headhunting i mean reaching out day in day out but come on let's get some referrals and let's get some 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 wins and some good people in so it's good to speak with you and it's amazing to see the process that the platform has made and hopefully a lot more process will come soon for you guys
1: thank you it's a pleasure speaking to you Jose
0: hello again it was great fun discussing referral processes with Nasser you can find more info about intro in the episode description if you like this podcast then don't forget to subscribe or follow Thanks again and stay safe.